This audio is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on SiriusXM. From the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School, this is Your Money on Business Radio. Hello, welcome. You're listening to Your Money Series XM Channel 132 Business Radio that's powered by the Wharton School. I'm Kent Smethers, a professor here at the Wharton campus in Philadelphia. New episodes of this show appear every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern. We're still not taking live calls. Uh, we're still doing this by Zoom, but if you're looking for a financial advisor I like, you can go to my website, kent.money.com. Of a large and growing list of advisors have screened. Um, and so if you can't find somebody in your, your area, you, again, countdownmoney.com. And though the holiday season may still feel far away, 46 million people, or 25% of holiday sh- shoppers, have already begun to start planning or even shopping for their holiday season, uh, or at least that will do so by the end of this month, according to a new survey uh, by creditcards.com. And as the country continues to deal with COVID-19, you won't be surprised that their survey shows a dramatic increase in the number of people who are planning on making um, their purchases online this year. In order to tell us more about their survey results, I'm happy to welcome back to the show Ted Rossman, who's the industry analyst at creditcards.com. Ted, great to have you back on. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. And so just summarize kind of what's going to be different about holiday shopping this year. We're seeing a big shift towards online shopping. And you may say, well, that's a trend that's been going on for years. And yes, it has, but it's really accelerating here. We found that last year, 51% of holiday shoppers made most of their purchases online. This year, we're projecting that to go up to 71%. Mm. Very remarkably consistent across the generations. 70% of boomers, 70% of Gen Xers, and 74% of millennials plan to make most of their holiday buys online. Yeah. And if if there wasn't COVID and we we're just going up the trend line, uh, that, that 70-ish percent number, I mean, we're obviously going from 50s, you know, the 70 is a pretty big jump. What would that jump have been? And what would your guess have been if we're just following the trend without COVID? Probably something in the mid 50s. That's generally the kind of increase we've been seeing, like four or five percentage points per year. This year, though, we're plus 20. Yeah. And so this is really going to accelerate the pressure on a lot of the brick and mortar, you know, stores and the malls and and so forth. And so you already mentioned that uh, it really, interestingly, the millennials, Gen Xers, boomers are their shopping habits aren't going to be dramatically different. We're all around that 70-ish percent, you know, uh, region. I mean, so you're basically saying also a lot of this shifting is, you know, starting COVID uh, related um, in the sense that it would have only been mid 50s and now it's it's in the 70 percent so it really looks like covid's creating this convergence uh but what about total spending um you know between weeks certainly we're in a in a recession right now normally we think spending may actually go down a little bit but your results you know suggest maybe that's not true 
Deloitte had a really good study on this recently. Their base case forecast for online, well, not just online, I should say for any holiday shopping this year is plus 1%, which wow. is actually pretty good. You mentioned the recession. You know, we know it's been a tough year for so many people. So if holiday shopping comes in flat to slightly up, even that's a victory, I think, for retailers. Chase has good data on consumer spending, and they've been monitoring this for many months. And they found back in March and April, we were about 40% where we were a year ago. And even now we've improved, but we're still about 6% down year over year versus last September. So if you project a flat to slightly up holiday shopping season, I think retailers will take it. Now that said, there's gonna be winners and losers. I do think that some companies will do better, especially online companies. We know Amazon's gobbling up more market share by the day. Uh, there are certain industries that do remain challenged, uh, brick and mortar certainly, but even things like clothes, you know, clothes sales are still down about 25%. I think it's going to be a very budget conscious, price sensitive shopper this year. There's an interesting theory that Deloitte has that if the rich really unleash their pent up demand, we may see something like plus 5% this season that's kind of a wild card you know there are people yeah. doing well in this k-shaped recovery and if they really splurge that could affect the overall numbers yeah yeah and i imagine you know people are going to be updating a little bit what they're willing to do based on information about a vaccine and whether what are the chances of that uh, <laughs> coming soon and certainly the markets themselves are responding a lot to that information. Um, so when are most people planning to do their holiday shopping this year? We talked a little bit at the top of the show is that it's more than, you know, a lot of people are already out there shopping, looking for deals. Uh, what, what are you guys finding? It's surprisingly early and it's also surprisingly similar to last year. This is one area that didn't change that much year over year, uh, but it sounds early to me. So we found 13% of holiday shoppers had already started by the end of August. And then another 12% are starting in September. So that brings us to a full quarter of holiday shoppers will have started by the end of September. If we expand out to October, we found that about half will have started before Halloween. So it is hmm. a very long holiday shopping season. And I think that it'll be fueled further by the fact that Amazon is reportedly gonna do Prime Day in mid-October. And I think yeah. that could really intensify this frenzy around early holiday deals because Amazon's huge. Their rivals typically have competing offers. Uh, Prime Day is usually in July, but it got postponed this year. So I think with that potentially being in October and also just with retailers really looking to make some hay before the end of the year and realizing that shoppers are going to be a little tentative. I don't think it's so much about Thanksgiving weekend this year. I think it's really going to be a multi-month, October, November, December, a long sustained rollout of really good deals and mostly online. We see that with our customer preferences. We also see it with some big stores saying that they won't even open on Thanksgiving day. There's a lot of trends really combining for a strong online season, a long lasting season and a big discount season. Yeah, and it's, um, I will say that I happen to be teaching my core MBA course right now where we uh, talk about, um, you know, Black Friday as a, uh, nerd, the nerdy expression as a price discrimination strategy. The, the reason why prices are so low on Black Friday was meant to, um, 
people who are, you know, willing to go away from their families and so forth and get engaged in that cage match, you know, you're often getting people are more price sensitive. And so not seeing that as much this year is actually very consistent with, with that story. So that will be fun to give my students an update on that. Um, so let's talk about credit cards for shopping. I mean, obviously that is a, a big concern every year that sometimes people get overextended. Um, what is your uh, projections on the use of credit cards for shopping? So how does it compare to last year? And maybe what are some smart ways that people can manage the use of credit cards uh, if there is kind of a, a smart way of doing that? So far during the pandemic, debit cards have actually been the big winner. We've seen credit card debt has fallen in aggregate by 10% since the onset of the pandemic. And some of that is people spending less, but a lot of that is people really making an effort to pay it down. They're worried mm. about their jobs. They're worried about the economy. We also see young adults, perhaps because they're very sensitive to their student loan burdens, but also because they may have trouble qualifying for credit, that's another thing, access to credit, credit limits being cut. These are all trends that we're seeing. And it's all combining to push people away from credit and towards debit because they're not using cash either. With the predominance of online shopping, you can't use cash. Even in person, cash continues to wane. There's worries that it may carry germs on it. And really debit cards online and in person seem to be the big winner this year especially online, credit cards are going to be a solid number two. My advice would be use a credit card like a debit card. So pay it in full, avoid the interest, but take advantage of those rewards programs. They're much better on credit cards, and you also get better buyer protections. Everything from fraud resolution to extended warranties, purchase protection, if something breaks or gets stolen. I think there's a lot of benefit to credit cards. You just want to avoid those high interest rates. The average is 16%. Yeah, I mean, just make sure you can really pay pay them off and be disciplined to do that. Uh, one reason it's sometimes good to maybe spread out that that spending too is to ensure that you can, you know, certainly pay it off. You don't get engaged in kind of a, a splurge spending and and not worry about the bill until much later. So finally, what's my advice in terms of, you know, if everybody's looking for that deal, some advice on shoppers, how can I save money this holiday season, either getting an early start or maybe a late start or some other tips? Realizing that most people are going to be shopping online this year, my favorite tip is whenever you're shopping online, don't go directly to the retailer's website. And what I mean by that is, click through one of these referral portals and get bonus cash back. So this could be a general purpose site like Rakuten or Ibotta or Dosh, or you know maybe it's a credit card specific portal like Chase and Wells Fargo both have these, or airlines, American, United, a lot of the big airlines have these shopping portals. So it really, it's affiliate marketing. It's when you log into their site and then you use their link to Macy's or Nike or wherever you're buying. And there's a site called cashbackmonitor.com that aggregates all these, helps you find the best deals. So really what you want to do is do that for an easy, could be 3%, 5%, sometimes it's as much as 25% cash back. And then you stack that. So you use that with a rewards credit card and you use that with a store promo code. And all of a sudden you can really double or triple your impact. And um, also just 
all these aggregators, um, Honey is a good browser extension that can help you save. Yeah. Uh, if time is on your side, you know, that's a good thing where you can shop around throughout the fall and early winter for discounts. I think it's going to be a buyer's market this year. Yeah, in particular, what's neat about these affiliate programs is that they direct you to the same website. They're going to, the pricing is not going to be higher because otherwise everybody would figure that out. And yet, you know, what these websites are essentially doing um, is through the affiliate programs is they're giving you a lot of reward points with this idea that they're bringing a lot of traffic to the to the seller. So um, no, that's, that's a great tip, great advice. Ted, fantastic job. Thanks so much for coming back on the show. My pleasure, thank you. And you can learn more about the servicescreditcards.com provides by simply going to their website. Not hard to remember uh, or hard to forget, credit, simply creditcards.com. And uh, you can also follow them at, on Twitter, simply at creditcards.com. And uh, Kent Smothers, yeah, and this is your money. Uh, remember, you can also connect with me online by going to my website, kentonmoney.com. For more guest interviews, check out our Wharton Business Radio Highlights podcast on iTunes and Google Play.